Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Hustle and Heart. This is Sophie Wang. This is Janine. And today we are bringing on a wonderful guest, former Women in Business alum, creator of Brave Space and yoga extraordinaire as well as <laughs> queen, Elena Minari. Welcome Aww. to the pod. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Of course. We're so excited to talk to you and to introduce you to our audience. I'm really excited to be here. Um, WIB was a very special part of my college career, so I'm excited to give back and hopefully get to know some people virtually. Yeah, so this is our first virtual episode, which is real wild. I'm just sitting on my floor right now (laughs) with my phone propped up and... Um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. Uh, Chimai, did you have any, like, starting off questions for Elena? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I would just say if your friends could describe you in three words, what, what do you think it would be, Elena? Um, okay. So this is a tough one, I think, for everyone. But um, I would say probably my sisters would describe me as probably emotional. (laughs) Um, I feel things pretty deeply. um, And for a long time, I rejected that um, and was like kind of bummed about it. Felt like it made me weaker. But um, over the years, I've kind of come to embrace that part of me. I would say emotional and a feeler, if that's a word that I could use. Um, And then um, intuitive would probably be my next word. I don't know if this is how I would describe myself or how my friends would describe me. Um, And then, yeah, so I think um, I observe a lot, like in, in situations, it takes me a while to get acclimated with stimulation and just things like that. So I find that Um, I have to be really intuitive with how I'm feeling and um, how others are feeling as well. Um, And then I would say probably goofy and weird. Um, (laughs) That is like something that keeps me grounded just to be able to like listen to a comedy skit or just like be weird and stupid with friends and coworkers. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit of me. (laughs) Great. So I think it'll be really good when we get to dive into hearing kind of how you've been navigating your life with your intuition, but keeping it balanced and um, with lots of laughs as well. Uh, Before we dive into that, though, of course, highs and lows. Who wants to start off? (laughs) I want to start off. Um, Yeah. Okay. So definitely my high. This sounds so unusual during this time, but I really enjoyed staying at home. Yeah, Uh, my highs have been that I've honestly like have been able to watch a lot of movies or spend Mm -hmm. like time with my family and my sister. Um, I just watched Inception and I also watched Parasite. So those are so good. Yeah, I'm just watching like amazing movies. Um, and it's really eye opening for me. And it's kind of just crazy to see how like it's amazing movies that are being produced that like I never made the time to watch when I was like 
busy with schoolwork or like just academics. So this has been a really fun time for me to just explore like creative, my creative side, um, watching movies, listening to new music. Um, and then my low has been because I'm in the house a lot, I do just tend to snack. Um, and I was just telling Sophie this earlier, but my mom yeah. made this like amazing pasta dish um, today. And I've literally went down and been eaten it three times today. <laughs> so bloated. But definitely, like, carbs have been making me feel really bloated lately, which is ironic because my parents are doing keto right now. So um, my low has definitely been the, like, amount of food I've been eating is, like, Mm -hmm. impressive. Yeah. I think one thing that I will say is it's a time where, like, it should be okay in a way to be, quote-unquote, eating more than you normally do because – it is such a weird like state Mm -hmm. and I think for me like a lot of the times when I experience like negative emotion like unconsciously I like use food to kind of just like suppress or just like deal with it and so I don't know we should all give ourselves some grace as well um but it definitely doesn't feel good um to do that sometimes like later your body is just like slow feels slower and more lethargic or at least that's how I've been in the past Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And I know we're going off on a tangent, but a lot of the work that I did in college and just post-college and high school, everything was around food and body. And, um, you know, for some people, it's not, you know, as complicated for others. But I think that's interesting that you note that because that is such a prevalent theme right now. So we are all the entire world is going through like something that has been unprecedented that has never happened before. So it's going to be natural that we reach for um, foods that bring comfort, but then also for others who might seem like the virus is far or not touching their lives and we're just maybe bored at home, that boredom also makes us kind of reach for food. So, I mean, where the question that always comes to my mind is where is the line between I'm going to extend myself some grace and then the other, the, the end where, you know, I want to feel good. And I, you know, like you were saying um, you were feeling bloated and not great. And um, so it's like, we, we always are trying to strike that balance in life and also in food and body. And I think um, I love this topic so much because I think how we treat food and body and how, the dialogue around it is so um, correlated to um, what else is happening in our lives, right? So um, whether we're in college and recruiting and trying to find a job and things feel really stressful, or um, for me, I'm a consultant and so I'm on the road every week. So work is really stressful. Um, I can kind of see it in either how I'm feeling about my body or how I'm eating. And that's not just people who have, um, you know, histories or um, more complicated relationships with food and body. That's also everyone, every human um, is probably feeling like how you're feeling, you know, cooped up with their family and their mom makes an amazing pasta dish and you can't help yourself. But at the same time, it's just like Sophie said, extending yourself some of that grace, but um, enjoying life, but then also trying and aiming to feel good at the same time right I think uh, yeah I think a word that my 
I know my dad always uses is moderation um, totally. mm-hmm. with, with anything, but I think it applies to diet more than anything because a lot of times we see people go on these extreme diets or um, just like, I don't know, these like fads that just come online or like these tea toxins that you see on Instagram, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're so concentrated on a small period of time of like improvement. Mm-hmm. It's just like incorporating it into your lifestyle and knowing like where to know your limits so it doesn't become a bad habit and then how to build healthy eating practices so it feels good for you and it doesn't feel like you're punishing yourself or you're constantly like working for this like body image that you have um yeah yeah I absolutely agree. I yeah I think um my like highs and lows kind of bridge with surprisingly exactly just said um like my high has been just finishing this at home workout challenge it's like the two-week shred challenge by chloe ting and i think my past self would have been inclined to do that challenge purely for aesthetics and how my body looks Mm -hmm. um and kind of align that with like my diet. But for me, like I was literally doing it just so I could move and feel some like mm-hmm. some good, some good endorphins and like also finish a challenge. Like I was not really doing it for the aesthetics like I used to, mm-hmm. you know, body image is still, I think, very much wired in a lot of people's minds, whether that be through like social or media conditioning. So um, that would be my high. And my low has been, again, like, I think I'm not used to living at home full time. Mm -hmm. I'm used to living with six girls who I'm like kind of their equal, like Mm -hmm. in a house where I have like much more autonomy. So coming back and living full time with my parents is like, there are tensions. There are a clash of like lifestyle sometimes. And I think um, sometimes I will like just hold myself up in my room with like some snacks and like Hulu and then that's not great either especially if there has been like any sort of tension between me and my family which is bound to happen but yeah yeah bound to happen everywhere with everyone well good for you for finishing the challenge I admire you thank you um are you good Sophie or do you have any more highs and lows Oh no, that was mine. You're you got okay. It. <laughs> so mine are mine is a little bit related too. I love that we kicked it off with food and body because it's my favorite <laughs> topic to talk about. Um, I like talking about hard things that no one talks about. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for kicking it off with that. But um, my high, I would say, um, so to give a little bit of a background and we'll go into this a little bit more um, later, but I am a consultant and I travel weekly. So typically I travel Monday to Thursday. Um, But with um, the COVID outbreak, I have been working at home since March 13th. Um, So it's been hard. And I think just uh, particularly in the winter, it's harder for me to move and, um, and, kind of pull myself to do at home things. And I, I don't love like cardio and hit. I'm more just like to do yoga. Um, and, but I mean, I, I need to broaden my horizons. I know, but, um, today I actually did, um, a short yoga with Adrian video and I really like her. Um, I know that she's really popular, great things about um, but 
I really like her spirit and her positivity and I really like that it feels private and it's so many free resources on YouTube. So that's a really awesome thing that happened today that I think I was really prioritizing work um, slash everything else and my move right now um, with um, over moving my body and feeling good. And like you said, so just feeling endorphins and um, just moving to move. So that was a high for me today. Um, I would say this next one is kind of a mix between a high and low. It has two parts to it. Um, so I will be moving to Park City, Utah um, in the next month or two. It's kind of up in the air with everything going on. But um, I'm very close to signing a lease on an apartment um, that I really love. Um, the problem is just that we don't know when we're going to be able to go out there. So it's a little bit... Um, um, double-edged sword, just that we really love the place and we want to go out there, but um, don't want to travel when things are in the state that they are. So kind of wish that I could just hold on to this place and sign the lease when things are um, clear, but it's been really fun collecting stuff that I'm going to take and packing and it's been a weird time. Um, I don't have my typically like both of my parents are home. Um, my mom got stuck in um, California with my sister because of everything. And then my father's a physician. So he's always at the hospital. So it's weird kind of making a big um, life decision and life move um, while I'm like home alone all the time. But um, it's also been equally empowering and kind of exciting. So yeah, the, I guess those have been my highs and lows for the past few days. That's great. Um, I have a question, actually. Um, I know I have had, I have an experience with yoga because um, I also do yoga when I exercise. That's my primary form of exercise lately. Nice. How do you feel like yoga has shaped your life or like um, how does it contribute to your life in a positive way? Yeah, so my journey has looked um, really different throughout the years. Um, I struggled pretty severely in high school and in college with my body image and with accepting my body and just um, nourishing my body properly and then connecting with it as well. So yoga was a sense of um, returning to myself, which sounds a little bit weird, but um, it was for me... Um, like a moment where I could feel like I was becoming friends with my body again. Um, and I think a lot of people who have struggled with body image in the past or who just, I mean, pretty much everyone in their life does at some point. Um, yoga yeah. is really good for um, creating um, kind of a, um, kind of a non-emotional relationship with your body. So after years and years, maybe in your young um, younger years of having just a very volatile relationship, having a practice that teaches you um, that your body is so much more than an accessory and it, and it can be um, used in so many different ways um, is really, is really cool. So um, yeah, so I guess now yoga for me is a moving meditation. Um, and I say that because I don't typically do yoga now for any type of like 
um, oh, I like really want to get this pose down. I, I don't do that very often anymore. It's mostly just to help my anxiety, um, which it is for a lot of people. Um, and so I'm really thankful that you can always do yoga. Yoga is completely accept, accessible to everyone with videos. You can even, I started with a website called doyogawithme.com um, in high school. And I would wake yes, up queen. at 5 a.m. every morning and I would do a class before going off to high school, which was so stressful. But um, it really <laughs> did help uh, my anxiety and it was something I looked forward to so much. And um, it's hard. And I, one thing that I, you know, wanted to talk about, but we'll talk about more is just how much um, life ebbs and flows, um, your practice will ebb and flow. And whether, whether or not you practice yoga, um, so many other parts of your life will ebb and flow. And so I, I've learned that through my practice with yoga. Wow, that's, that's very, um, I feel like that's very relatable to a lot of people um, of using yoga to and meditation to like help with mental health um because I know when I I started learning yoga or how to do yoga last year when I went to India um with my mom we went to this sort of like yoga retreat type of thing and they really focused on kind of like the healing aspect of it or like holistically how to take care of your body not just to like yeah improve on it aesthetically with certain poses or like certain techniques or how to like change the toning of your body it was a much more holistic practice so I actually listened to um the recording of my yoga teacher who taught us at the retreat and I do it every mm -hmm. single morning or at least I try to but it's the same one over and over again just because it's so meditative and it's so healing that's awesome yeah um it's funny because sometimes when I can't sleep I'll just turn like a YouTube yoga class on um, because yeah. in the beginning and end of a yoga class are so soothing. And I mean, I fall asleep right away. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Oh, I, I love that you guys are bonding <laughs> in a much more like deep below the surface yeah. level kind of mm -hmm. way, because I think, um, I think generally yoga is known for its very like surface level kind of fitness-esque um, part of someone's workout lifestyle, right. but obviously it can do so much more. And I think I will say that I am not the biggest fan of the types of yoga classes that I've done so far. Um, I think that's mainly because I tried hot yoga like multiple times instead of regular and I like almost fainted oh, no. experiences. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going back for now. But I will say a lot of Elena, what you said about having it be a way to return to yourself, I think really reminds me of my relationship with dance and specifically with ballet. Like I remember when I, you know, I spent, I think I've mentioned this like 14 ish years with Jacobs doing their pre college mm -hmm. program and then going from that and just stopping completely once I graduated from high school. It was very much this how do I like, how do I learn to accept the fact that my body is going to change because it's no longer like such a big part of my life yeah. mm -hmm. and what I do. 
Um, and so that was definitely a big struggle for me. And I, this year, like I mentioned on a previous pod episode, like I did my first ballet class since graduating from high school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I signed up one day before classes started this spring semester. I was like, I'm going for it. Um, it was very scary. And I remember being very anxious for the first half an hour of class, just wearing you know leotard and tights I hadn't done that in like years and but then I felt in a way like I was returning to my roots in a Mm -hmm. way if that oh yeah like dusting off a part of yourself that kind of was put away for a while yeah I totally understand yeah so um that's been my experience uh what were you specifically when you talk about life ebbing and flowing, what are some pivotal periods or like moments where you've really seen that come to yeah. life? Yeah. Um, I guess the past year has been, and it's crazy that it will only almost be when I graduated. Um, but the last year has been, you know, really up and down. Um, my partner of five years diagnosed um, with multiple sclerosis. Um, just a few weeks after we graduated college. Um, And so that, you know, I, you know, felt that deeply. Um, It was something that I was told from a lot of people to be thankful for, you know, certain things that it wasn't something deeper or or something worse or that there was um, medical technology and and all those things. But I think um, what I realize and always come back to during moments that are hard and challenging is that you really can't rush your healing and processing of certain things and time periods and seasons. So for me, I really needed to be really sad and mad for a certain amount of time. Um, And then, you know, now I'm in the time where I'm excited to embrace, um, the change that that has brought in our life and then the blessing and um, what we do have um, and look at the positive of it. But I think sometimes, and this isn't for all people, but for me, ebbing and flowing means um, allowing myself to feel something deeply in its truest form um, without rejecting um, any feelings despite the negativity that they might have Um, And then, you know, the flow is kind of maybe when I'm back to feeling more myself and intuitive. And that doesn't mean that during those times when things are more valleys and um, challenging times that you're not going to maintain taking care of yourself, doing things, doing stress coping mechanisms, um, doing things to make you feel yourself, but it's not always going to um, resonate in the same way when you're going through those seasons of life. So um, I have learned from college because I think in college, when I was going through some of those seasons, I would neglect a lot of things that I love to do, um, just thinking that it wouldn't make a difference or it wouldn't help. But um, I think... um, pursuing yourself lands in your body in a certain way. And I, and that sounds a little weird, but um, like with, (laughs) with yoga um, for me, 
even if I was doing it and I was in a really low place, if I was consistently doing it or just doing it at all, it was landing in my body um, in a way that I, I wasn't fully aware of how it was impacting me maybe. And maybe I was still sad about things or angry about things or frustrated, but maybe like I felt a little bit, a little bit less anxious about something. So I think even if it's like painting, dancing, singing, writing, um, all of those practices and behaviors and forms of self-care um, land in your body and in your mind um, and soothe out certain parts of yourself that are struggling. So sorry if that was a little confusing, but my thoughts are always <laughs> intermingled <laughs> with each other. But um, yeah, those no, are my that thoughts. Reminded, that reminds me of, do you guys know what CoStar is? Are you familiar with the app? Um, what, now, is what is it? CoStar, it's the astrology app. Mm. Do you guys know about it? It's um, It just tells you like your little daily horoscope where like you type in all your things. Um, And my message today, which is so weird that you said the whole thing about ebbing and flowing, it was it's okay to cry while things are going well. Yeah. It, it makes yeah. me think of how we in the midst of everything that's going good, when something just doesn't go right, we complete, like, it's like a streak that's going on. We completely ruin it. But for me, I think the process of ebbing and flowing is you can have bad times in the good times. And I think you're constantly feeling things and it's okay to feel bad or it's okay to not, to allow yourself to cry when you're in good moments or when things are still going well. Um, and then I wanted to ask you a question Elena because I know you travel Mm -hmm. Um, how would you connect your concept of ebbing and flowing with you traveling with being a healthcare consultant yeah so um I think I try and have certain routines throughout my week to um make sure that I'm kind of setting myself up for success. But I also am fully open and aware to the fact that sometimes life happens and things happen that are outside of your control. So there are some times when I'm not able to get to bed as earlier as I would like, and I'm tired throughout those three, four days that I'm on the road sometimes I just accept it. It's a part of learning, especially I'm in my first year of consulting. So like, to me, I find that if I get overly worked up about it, it's it's worse of an impact than actually not, not getting enough sleep or not fueling myself properly or whatever it is. So um, yeah, I think consulting requires a lot of flexibility, um, a lot of like being able to just laugh about it and move on um, or a lot of like putting your head down and just focusing. Um, But I think ebbing and flowing and just letting things be fluid throughout a consulting lifestyle um, is really about staying open all the time. Um, There's a book that I love called. Yeah. I feel like, for one, from what you said, from 
that's obviously with the professional ones, mm-hmm. but also in terms of as you are accepting yourself as you are in the moment, embracing yourself in the moment, like that sounds kind of cliche, but I will say like recently with my very close friends and just people in general, um, I've noticed it's really easy to kind of apologize for little things or to kind of be like, oh, like I'm wearing sweatpants today. Sorry about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like the things that like women will sometimes or just people will sometimes say like as if they need to apologize for a little part of who they are in that moment. Um, My tag phrase my mantra Mm -hmm. has been literally to reply with I like please don't apologize or just in general I embrace you for who you are um, as you are right now and um, I think it's been very I guess easy for me to do that with the people that I love and around me but it is something that I need to work on for myself Um, because I think we do all in a way hold ourselves to sometimes an unrealistic expectation or are harder on ourselves than on anyone else in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. The advice that we give to others is we should take it first. Right. Because it's advice to ourselves, essentially. Um, Right. Yeah, I love the phrase, be gentle with yourself, because I needed to hear that a lot when I was a freshman and sophomore in college. And I think it... um, it's very helpful. Yeah. Chimai, how, as we start to wrap up, do you um, envision, I guess, like some things that you're looking forward to for the future and um, things that in general, like you're going to do or like that, you know, will brighten your day moving forward because it is kind of a day by day type of deal right now. Right. Um. I don't know. Honestly, the best way to do this is to take it one day at a time. I'm trying yeah. to like map out my schedule too much right now, even when classes are resuming and we are returning back toward like normal like work or school life. I'm trying to take it as it goes day by day. And if something doesn't work out in the moment, I'm going to like just let it go it's whatever honestly like it's not that big of a deal to sulk on things that you can't um you can't do with a certain period of time because I know we beat ourselves down for that a lot but yeah um I'm just taking it one day at a time honestly um how would you guys think that you're going to take it in the future um so I think Right now, I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety around um, the virus, right? Everyone is. Um, and so I kind of decided just yesterday, the day before, that I have to be consistently um, and actively working against this anxiety. And I think everyone kind of um, needs to in some respect um, during this time, because whether it's anxiety around the virus or um ambiguity around our future, not having an internship or not having a job um, or just not knowing when we're going to go back to school or whatever it is. Um, Everyone needs to be dealing with it in a way that um, makes life more tolerable. Um, Yeah. So I think for me, that looks like yoga and talking to my family often and all the things that we're seeing online about 
how to take care of ourselves during this moment, but mostly being gentle with myself. Something that I um, referred to a lot in college is now incredibly relevant today and always will be. But um, yeah, I think that's something that everyone can take probably the theme of our talk today. (laughs) I would just add on top both of what you both said and Um, we accept you all as you Mm -hmm. are. Um, We accept ourselves. We will embrace ourselves moving forward. It's obviously not easy. I like, you know, I have always identified with being a very optimistic person, but like today I just got a rejection from something I applied for. Like I'm not always experiencing positive emotion, but um, it is something that I think, just accepting myself in the moment and like Chamai said, taking it day by day, being gentle with myself. Like those are all things I'm going to take away with me moving forward. Yeah. I love that. And what you said, Sophie, about being rejected from something today. Um, I didn't talk about this a, a lot, but my journey to consulting and just my journey through recruiting and college and finding what I really wanted to do and still finding what I really want to do. But um, that was so much of an up and down ebb and flow process. And, and, you know, I almost didn't show up for my interview to the company that I work with now because I thought that I couldn't do it. Um, because I had not done well at, um, another interview that I knew was going to be similar. And then this ended up, um, the company that I'm with now, the, the interview, like the most amazing thing, most amazing interview I had and time and um and it's because I didn't put pressure on it I really went into it like eh, what the heck um I can't cancel the interview because they'll blacklist me so I might as well just do it and (laughs) and that's the job that stuck um so I think life surprises you in moments that you're never expecting it um yeah Awesome. Jemai, you want to wrap us up? <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you, Elena, for being on this podcast. Um, thank you, guys. I'm so glad that we made this happen amidst the chaos. <laughs> I know technology can be very, it's, it's like crazy to deal with sometimes because I'm, I feel like an old person like trying to deal with technology during this time. <laughs> Um, cause there's yeah. so many things that come in your way. Like it's, it's all unexpected sometimes, um, what you're dealing with, but oh, thank, thank you me. so much for sharing your story, talking about health and body, um, and just the process of ebbing and flowing. Um, and yeah, do you guys have anything you want to say? Thank you guys so much for having me. I love chatting with you too. Your special girls, yes. and I'm so glad that Wib has you. And to all of the Wib girls, you're all welcome to reach out to me anytime to talk about yoga, consulting, uh, food, body, just random stuff. If you have any funny comedy skits for me, I'm always an open book. So feel free to reach out. Amazing. Well, we love all of you, non-women in business people, women in business people, all the listeners, and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye, Bye, guys.